Hello and welcome to another MNEX podcast. I'm Sam Wilkin, Brussels news editor, and today we're going to talk about how Brexit is affecting the UK's relationship with the EU even before it leaves. We've already seen various impacts. The pound has fallen, the EU banking authority and residence agency are preparing to leave London, and fewer EU workers are moving to the UK, creating a shortage of doctors and nurses. But so far, the legal relationship hasn't changed, with the UK due to leave in March next year. That could change, though, with a case being heard at the EU's top court concerning Britain's use of the European arrest warrant. Here to discuss it with me is our Brussels reporter, Mike Acton, who's been following the case. Hello, Mike. Hi. Mike, what's this case all about and and how could it change the legal relationship? So uh, the case concerns an Irish citizen called Raymond O'Neill. He was arrested in Ireland in 2016 on the basis of a European arrest warrant from the UK. He's wanted for some quite serious crimes, uh, murder, rape and arson. There are two separate arrest warrants for him. Um, And essentially what O'Neill's lawyers are trying to argue, um, and, and indeed did argue in the Irish High Court, is that the uncertainty over the UK's future legal relationship with the EU means that the enforcement of the European arrest warrant cannot be assumed to be legal. Okay, and that's interesting because in every other respect, Brexit negotiators have assumed that the UK will remain a member of the EU in in every respect until the exact date when it leaves. How are O'Neill's lawyers justifying their case to, to change that? Well, in essence, uh, they're looking at what the uh, UK government's position is currently. Um, And the UK government's position is that it will be outside of the jurisdiction of the European Court of Justice, and it will leave the EU Charter of Fundamental Rights. So in a sense, there are two pillars to their argument. Firstly, that the framework agreement which created the European arrest warrant back in 2002 will cease to apply. And therefore, since he is likely to be uh, the process of his uh, execution of his arrest warrant is likely to drag on until after March 2019, when the UK leaves the EU, his ability to, uh, for instance, appeal to the ECJ could potentially be lost. And also, uh, they argue that his rights that are guaranteed as an EU citizen under the EU Charter of Fundamental Rights can no longer be guaranteed uh, again because the UK is is leaving. Is this an isolated case or or are there others as well? No. So we know from the Advocate General's opinion um, published yesterday that there are eight cases currently pending in Irish courts alone with criminals or rather suspected criminals appealing on a similar basis of the uncertainty of the future relationship. We don't know how many similar cases there may be around the EU. Obviously, whatever the decision the uh, court ultimately makes will apply to the entirety of the EU and thus any arrest warrant that the UK has issued um, since the triggering of Article 50. So we can assume quite a few cases if there's eight in Ireland alone. Yes. Um, You mentioned an Advocate General's opinion. For the benefit Mm -hmm. of our listeners who don't follow the European Court of Justice blow by blow, (laughs) briefly explain what what that is and what it means. Advocate Generals are advisors to the Court of Justice, so their opinions aren't binding in law. They basically precede a final judgment by the ECJ um, and advise the ECJ on the decision it should take. So um, while they're followed in most cases, they aren't followed in all cases. We had a case only yesterday where um, the Advocate General's opinion was uh, entirely ignored by the court in the copyright and photography, I I think the the case was. Um, So uh, the opinion gives us an impression of how the court may rule. But it's, but it's, as I said, not, not, uh, not final. So the Advocate General in this case has said, actually, these arguments shouldn't be admissible. The UK should continue to have access to the European arrest warrants until such a time as, as it leaves the EU. 
but okay, that may make it slightly more likely or may make it probable that the, the court will agree, but it by no means guarantees it. it could still have a decision that goes either way. Yes. Yeah, so um, what was really and remains very interesting about this case is that O'Neill's lawyers are attempting to pick apart the legal relationship between the UK and the EU ahead of the UK's exit from the bloc. So the court decision could go uh, either way still. What the Advocate General essentially did was say that he wasn't ready to speculate on the future legal relationship. He was very clear on this. He said it was terra incognito after, um, as to what sort of legal relationship will exist after March 2019. And, and what, what do we know about the likely extradition relationship after Brexit, whichever way this case goes? Well, um, we know that in recent months, the UK government has started to uh, accept the fact that after it leaves, it won't have access to the EU arrest warrant. Michel Barnier was very clear on this in June. What's quite surprising is it's only relatively recently that the uh, UK government was still arguing for access to the European arrest warrant. The problem, of course, is that it's set its own red lines in negotiations, and the red lines are out of ECJ jurisdiction, out of the Charter of Fundamental Rights, which was um, agreed in the withdrawal bill a couple of months ago. This was an amendment uh, an MP tried to insert into the withdrawal bill to keep the UK inside the Charter of Fundamental Rights. It's not happening. So so we're going to be out in March next year, or perhaps if there's a transition agreement in, in January 2021. Does this case make a difference then, apart from those, those, few, uh, those few cases that are pending now, or, or could it have a longer-term effect as well on the future relationship? What would be very interesting, and perhaps seems unlikely, would be if the uh, ECJ, when it makes its final judgment, which could be, we believe, in September, the uh, process is under urgent procedure because O'Neill is in custody, um, and therefore the, the Irish High Court needs a quick decision from the ECJ. So what could be very interesting is if the ECJ decides that the uncertainty that arises from Brexit means that the European arrest warrant, or rather European arrest warrants issued by the UK, should not necessarily be enforced by other EU member states before the UK has even left the bloc. And so what that does, in effect, is sabotage any attempt at a smooth transition into a new form of extradition procedure, which is what the UK and the EU have stated is their intent. So it could actually have an effect on not only these cases that are pending now, but several years down the line of when we're trying to, to move into the new system. Absolutely. And, and one thing the Advocate General uh, mentions in his opinion is the fact that this is, a, in a sense, the, the tip of the iceberg. Uh, this is the first of many cases that have come before the ECJ. They're stacking up now that are related to Brexit. So what the Advocate General is effectively saying is business as usual until March 2019. After that, he's not ready to speculate on what the legal uh, implications of the European arrest warrant will be. So it's by no means reassuring for UK policymakers. And he does say that uh, at a future date, he expects EU, EU law will be flowing down the rivers and out of the estuaries, in that there will be uh, an element of a dam breaking um, and the ECJ dealing with hundreds of such cases linked to any area. It's not just criminal law. It could be trade. Uh, it could be uh, intellectual property. It could be anything. So this is something that the court probably is not uh, anticipating with any sense of relish. An unusually florid language there from mm. the court, which I think demonstrates the, uh, the unusual nature of, of the case. You said the next step is probably September when the court will make a ruling on this case. You said it's under urgent procedure and of course we will be following the case as it comes and and all the others as well as the clock ticks down towards march that's all we've got time for today so let's say goodbye to mike goodbye and just before i sign off please do look for our related coverage on the same web page as this podcast if you want to hear more from our reporters around the world subscribe to our podcasts on your preferred platform 
I'm Sam Wilkin, Brussels news editor at MLEX. Goodbye for now.